You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome everybody to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. This is my second episode and it is a podcast for recruits, JH girls, parents, and coaches. I believe knowledge is power in the recruiting process. I have sat on the side of the desk recruiting gymnasts to Division I schools for uh, had I have been doing that as a head coach for over 20 years. Now I own a thriving consulting business, JH Consulting, placed over a thousand girls to college teams. It has been such a privilege. Um, but I, now on this podcast, I want to bring you all the tips and insights to make your recruiting process less like a roller coaster ride and more like a smooth path with direction and confidence. Let's dive right into today's topic. So today we are going to discuss preparing for the college coaches phone calls. I know this brings a lot of butterflies to any athlete of any sport when they go from working really hard in their sport and doing the skills and going to the meets and getting the scores and posting their videos and now it's time for the next layer of recruiting and that's actually talking to the college coaches. And this is something most athletes have never, ever done before. They've never interviewed for a job. They've never uh, verbally had to have these kind of conversations. And it is, it's like an interview. And you need to know that they're calling several girls uh, on their list. And then they'll be comparing those phone calls um, to decide how did we connect what was our connection like? Do I feel like she's going to fit into our team? Do I feel like she's going to bring something to our team? Um, they know you're nervous. They know you've never done this before. So you uh, don't have to be perfect at this. Um, and it will get easier after the first call. So how do we get you prepared so that you feel like, okay, you know, um, a little bit about what to expect and a little bit about what you want to accomplish when you're done with this first type of phone call with a college coach. Okay, so we're going to start with um, 20 tips. So there's kind of a lot here, but it's uh, practical and I think it's going to be really helpful and it'll take away some of those nerves. Um on how to prepare for the phone call. So keep in mind, number one, we always want you to answer your phone professionally at this time. Not that you wouldn't before, but you have to remember it's not potentially going to be just a friend that's calling you. And luckily we have, you know, the ability to see a phone number and where the phone call is coming from. So before you answer it, if you know it's not somebody that you recognize, um, on your on your cell phone that it could be a college coach. So you want to answer professionally. 
Number two, double check your voicemail recording. So before June 15th, if you're a 2023 and this is the beginning phase, you definitely want to have your voicemail to be something that comes across more professional and businesslike and not just for your friends and goofy <laughs> and something that, you know, maybe they won't even understand what you're saying or, you know, you want it to be somewhat professional, just your name and have and feel free to call me back and I'll call you back kind of a thing. Number three. Be sure you research all the schools and teams really well that you've been sending your information to. Now, yes, there could be some um, phone calls you would get from college coaches that you had no idea they had interest in you. So that's okay, and it can happen. And some of this that I'm going to provide today will prepare you for any school that might call you. But if you have been sending your information to the right schools and you're at their level and you think they could potentially call you June 15th or maybe you're even a junior and you are at the level now and you could start getting phone calls um, because the dead period's going to be over and all different different scenarios or maybe you're going into your senior year and now is the time where you're starting to have back and forth communi communication. All these things that I'm gonna share today will apply. Um, all right, so be sure you've done your research on both the school and the team. That's really important. Um, and you want to, number four, be prepared in advance. So what I mean by that is you don't wanna sit back and just assume when the phone rings, you're gonna answer it and be able to do a good job. You actually have to prepare for these phone calls um, to, I think, have a greater impact on the relationship you're trying to build with the college coach. Number five, have your info close by. So if you're gonna be in the car, or you're gonna be at the gym, or you're gonna be at home, um, and you're going to pick up some of these calls, you definitely want to have your information right there um, by, your, by wherever you're going to be or in the car. And be sure that, you know, ideally you would wait till you get home so that you could do some of these calls, especially the first one, I think is the most nerve wracking. So you might want to wait till you get home and you're at a quiet, like I'm going to go through picking a quiet place is number seven, but um, that's really important that you feel comfortable wherever you choose to be. Number six, practice answering questions they may ask you. So I know at JH Consulting with our JH Girls, we do like a mock interview where we practice. And I have some questions below that you could do even if you're not with JH Consulting with your parents. Maybe they ask you these questions to help prepare you. Number seven, like I said, find a quiet place to take the call. So you don't want to be interrupted. You don't want to be somewhere where the dogs are barking. You don't want to be somewhere where, you know, I know at my house it can be really hard to hear if the gardeners are out front and they come into the area where my office is. I can barely even hear on the phone. So pick spots where it's going to be quiet. Number eight, make sure your phone is fully charged. There's nothing worse than getting on a phone call and um, you lose, um, you lose, you know, the ability to talk on the phone because you don't have any charge left. So make sure you're careful of that. Um, number nine, 
find a spot with good reception. We all know that different places in our homes or different places in the car when we're driving are not always going to have good reception. So if you think you're going to be fine, great. But if you're coming to a place in the car or you know you might lose reception, just be sure to let the coach know that you'll call them right back if that were to happen. But ideally pick a spot that you have great reception. Number 10, follow the college coach's lead. So what I mean by that is remember that these college coaches have been doing this for years and years and years and years. So they know you're going to be nervous. You're going to be a little bit shy maybe or a little bit quiet at first. But you don't want that to be how you represent yourself in the end. So what I mean by this is um, see it as a learning curve. So the first call might be um, you're following their lead a little bit more than you are being more proactive in, in the conversation. And that's totally would be normal. So you don't feel like you have to have it all together. Um, I remember recruiting for 20 years um, and, you know, really helping the athlete through the call in the beginning because you're so nervous. That's A-OK. Um Number 11, listen carefully and don't rush your answers. So if you're the kind of person who actually phone calls don't make you nervous and talking to people, new people don't make you nervous, but instead it actually gets your adrenaline going and you tend to not listen very well and you tend to interrupt because you're, you're nervous, you don't mean to be, you might want to be a person who reminds yourself to take a deep breath and try to listen a little longer and be really mindful that you wait for the coach to finish their sentences. So I get it that some of you are going to be more shy and it's going to be hard to know what to say and you're going to freeze up and others of you are going to be uh, chatty Kathy. So you have to figure out well, what am I and what do I need to be mindful of? Really, that's all it is. But you, you know, you don't want to be too uh, stressed one way or the other, but just be kind of mindful. Number 12, don't worry if you need a few seconds to answer a question. So if that's how you think best, don't panic over that. Coaches are used to both, you know, types of personalities. Number 13, be sure you create a checklist. So you might have that near your phone. I know at JH Consulting, we have what's called a phone call cheat sheet. And it kind of um, gives the girls some comfort in knowing that they want to accomplish something on this call. They want to be able to get off and see it like a business call too, not just a you know, chatty, um, friendly call, but they want to accomplish certain things. So if you're getting calls from several coaches, you actually are going to get off each of the calls and feel like, okay, I have some structure to what I need to get my recruiting to be the best it's going to be for each of these schools. And this is the information I need to be able to make my final decision. So it's just as much nerve uh, a nervous moment for the college coach as it is for you as the athlete. You know, you can't forget that they don't know if you're going to say yes to them down the road. They have, they're putting themselves out there just like you're putting yourself out there. So it kind of goes both ways. It just feels like they have the upper hand because, you know, they're the adult. They've been doing these phone calls. So you really have to think through, what do I want to accomplish from each of my phone calls so that I can move my process 
forward in a manner of making a really good decision in the end. And of course, the two most important things are your number one, your academics. So you must must prepare, like I said earlier, in advance. So number four was prepare in advance. And that means not just about your gymnastics, but also most importantly is your academics. Uh, you want to ask questions about your major. You want to ask questions about class size. You want to know what what is it like um, to be a, a student on their campus. What can you expect from professors, and what do what do other athletes feel like um, in the classroom environment on that campus? Because every campus has its own culture. And so you want to prepare a really good list of questions about both your gymnastics and athletic questions, but also the academic. Okay, um, so that could be part of your checklist that I mentioned in number 13. Um, number 14, have your resume handy. I think that's really nice. So if you get really nervous <laughs> and they ask you a question that you should know the answer to, but you're kind of... Uh, frozen, you know, your your resume is right there. And so you can glance at it. Um, number 15, be prepared to take notes during the call. There's nothing worse than getting off a really important, I would consider this business call, um, and feeling like you, they mentioned something and you forgot what it was and it was really important. So it could be a, a phone number, it could be a date uh, when you're supposed to call them again, it could be you know, all kinds of things. So be, you know, be able to have a pen and paper right next to you. And that's really good, especially for this first call. Um, I would have a glass of water ready because sometimes we get dry mouth when we're nervous. And so that might be really helpful, um, you know, to uh, be able to take a drink of water um, so that you can still keep talking. Um, number eight, or let's see, number 17, try to create more than one word answers. Okay, so this one I would say is probably one of the easiest to overcome, but most common as a as maybe a negative issue that shyer gymnasts, shyer recruits, shyer kids might have an issue with. So um, because you're nervous, you just answer with one one word instead of two or three sentences. So let me give you an example. So if the college coach said to you, uh, so tell me about your season, and you said, it was fine, or it was good, and then you stop, that would be a red flag in a sense, not in a bad way, but it would be to the coach, they want you to go into details about your season. So they're not gonna say, Please go into details about your season. They're going to say, tell me about your season. So you want to be sure in your answers that you have little um, points you want to make that are more than just one statement. So instead of saying it was good, you could say, you know, it was a tough year. It didn't turn out exactly like I had hoped, but I feel like it was really good because these are the things that I learned. And then you go into your three things that you learned that's in your notes. So then that becomes what I consider a conversation versus just a one, you know, word or, 
you know, three or four words of a statement answer. So that's a great way to connect on a deeper level. So you're sharing on a deeper level and they're going to feel like they get to know you on a deeper level. So that's what I mean by that one. Number 18, when appropriate, highlight your strengths. Okay, this can be really hard, even for people who've interviewed a ton um, in life for regular jobs, you know. Uh, You want to make a list of your strengths, I think, and then practice talking about it in a way that doesn't come across awkward or where you feel like you're being kind of cocky. So, for example, if a coach said to you, um, you know, tell me about some of your strengths, um, as, as a gymnast and you might go, you might be thinking, well, what do they mean? Do they mean strengths in my, you know, um, gymnastics or me in the gym or, and you can do both and you can say, you know, I think one of my strengths really is that I, I like to work hard. I have a great work ethic. I love getting my assignments. I like getting them done fast. I like, um, but with quality, you know, I I love giving getting an assignment and knowing what I'm supposed to do because um, I like, uh, you know, working new skills and we're not allowed to work new skills until we get our assignment done. So um, I'm really motivated when I get, you know, my list of things I have to get done so that I can get to a point where I can work something new. Now you've just told the coach, number one, you like to walk in the gym and work hard. Number two, you're, you're going to do quality work. Number three, you love learning new things. Um, so now you've told the coach three really good things about yourself and they're your strengths and that didn't come across in a cocky way. So there you go. That's one example. Number 19, always ask how they want to continue communicating with you in the future. So when you start to wrap up the phone call, or they do, you never want to get off wondering, do I call them again? Do I email them next time? Do I just send video updates? Be sure to ask very specific questions about that. And number 20, the last one on preparing, the top 20 list here was don't forget you need to have fun and be yourself. So in the midst of all this insight, you don't want to lose yourself. You don't want to be somebody you aren't. Now, you're going to feel uncomfortable, more than likely, the first call especially. You're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel like you get off the phone and you forgot a few things to say. That's all really common and really normal. And the last thing I just want to say in general um, is for parents. Parents... um, it's a-okay for your, if you're more comfortable having your daughter, uh, you be in the room when she's on this call um, and she puts it on speaker and you're sitting and listening without the coach knowing that's totally, you know, a-okay. I think for safety reasons, if you're not comfortable with your daughter being on the phone with an adult that she's never met before, <laughs> That can happen, but I know a lot of the girls want to be in a room by themselves because they're nervous and they don't want somebody over their shoulder, you know, um, or sitting right there. So every family has to decide and every teenager has to decide what are you guys most comfortable with. So I just want to say that out loud. And it's really important, parents, that you are not on like the first calls asking questions because we really want the athlete even though you would be able to ask 
questions easier, maybe even better sometimes because you're an adult, you've been down this path before. It's super important. I cannot impress this upon you um, more that you let your um, athlete do this phone call by yourself, even if she struggles, okay? Because the struggle is part of her growing and getting better at it and better at it because eventually she's the one who has to go off to college and do the communication with the coach. And if the coach feels like every phone call the parent took over, they're that's a huge red flag because then they're going to think that number one, either your daughter or son doesn't really want to do this. Number two, you've raised them in a way that you haven't taught them how to communicate and you're not, you're, you're afraid to let them fail and struggle through this. And number three, they're not going to survive in college and it's going to be really hard on a team of really competitive girls who are all jockeying for position. How you're, athlete fit into that if they aren't used to um, doing their own communicating, even though it's new. Yeah. And it's going to be hard and they're going to struggle and they're going to not do it all right. You need to back up and um, let them do this. Okay. Um, But within that, I am always really uh, clear that safety is really important. And if you're a family and not comfortable with that, Do what's comfortable, but keep all of this in mind. Okay, next section I want to talk about are questions the college coach may ask you. All right, number one, they may ask you to tell them about your season. So again, you don't want to say, my season was good. (laughs) You want to have a whole paragraph about your season. Okay, why was it good? Why was it hard? What did you learn? Um, Did you even have a season? It's okay if you didn't, okay? Be honest. Talk about it. Number two, what is your best event? Don't just say bars. You want to say, you know, I actually love floor, but my best scoring event is bars. Now you've told them about what you love and that you you score well on bars, and then you want to talk about bars. I naturally swing really well. It's always been one of my best events, or maybe it never has been and now it is. So talk about why it's like that. What has changed? Um, Number three, they might ask you, how was school this past year? And you may have to say, it was hard. I did online school. That was not good for me. I need to be in a classroom. Um, I learned better in a classroom. Um, I got through it. I still got good grades, but it was really hard. Or maybe you talk about your favorite subject. Um, Number four, What are your summer training plans and upgrades? That's a big question, okay? So they want to know where are you headed with your skills, all right? So a lot of times they're looking at recruits to see their potential. So this is a big question you need to be able to answer. Um, You need to know why you need these skills, what you need to upgrade, how you're going to get to the 10-0 start value. Number five. Uh, will you be coming to our summer camp? They might ask that. So you need to be able to answer. If you're not, it's okay. You can just say, I'm keeping my options open. I was hoping to come to add some camps or fall clinics, you know, because you don't know uh, sometimes if they're going to call and want you to come to their camps. You didn't sign up ahead of time, but you can always say, I'd like to if there's room. Number six, have you ever visited our campus? They're going to ask you that. That's a huge part of recruiting right now because so many recruits have not been on college campuses. So if you can get there, you want to talk about when you might go or 
um, why you want to go, or, you know, you might ask them questions about a visit. What would it look like? How do I set it up? Number seven, um, you really want to highlight your academics. So you, they may ask you questions about your grades, your test scores, what you want to study in college. And the bottom line is, quite honestly, um, they get it that you haven't been on these campuses. Maybe you don't know that much about their school. The last thing you want to do is come across that you um, are, are uh, that it's all about you. You want to come across in all of this that you have done your homework on their program. Okay, they want to know that you would do anything to be on their team because here are the reasons, not just because you emotionally want to be on their team, but because you understand it's a great distance from home or the major you want is there and that's more important to you than anything else. They love hearing that you're focused on your academics. They want to hear what you know about their team that it's not just all about you and your gymnastics and you getting a scholarship. They, you know, you notice I haven't even brought up a scholarship on here because it's really important that you give them this time where it's, you know, you talk about their program, their team, what you saw them accomplish. You know, it's just like in a friendship. If it's all about what you're going to get out of it, you're probably not going to create a great friendship with the other person. It's the same thing on these calls, okay? So you have to prepare. You have to do your homework. You have to do your research, all right? That's what makes this a powerful, successful uh, contact with these college coaches. And I'm telling you, it can move you up on a list. So if they are have three scholarships and they're looking at 12 girls to decide on who they're going to give those three scholarships to college coaches tell me all the time uh it didn't go well on the phone call so we're not going to continue to recruit them so it does impact recruiting greatly so if everything's equal in terms of skill level then this is going to make or break whether you move up or down not just the first phone call but like maybe several phone calls so you don't have to feel like you have to be perfect. But I can tell you this, I see way too many times before girls really get to like JH Consulting and we start working with them, um, they don't realize how important the work we do with them really builds into them, I think, uh, a better resume and then the verbal part of the recruiting process to where the coaches get a really good sense that, hey, this this recruit has done their homework. They've put in the time. They really know our program. They really want to be on our team, not on 10 different teams, even though it's true you don't know at that point. So just think about it from the lens of the college coach, okay, when you're thinking through all of this prep work. Lastly, questions you can ask the college coach. So you always, always, always want to have a list of questions. If they say, do you have any questions? And you say, no, that's not a good way to leave the conversation. All right. So come up with some questions. Here are a few just, I mean, uh, that you could consider. What is your recruiting timeline? Number two, what events are you looking for for my year? Number three, what events do you coach? Number four, can you tell me about the academics? Number five, what is a day in the life of the student athlete? Number six, how can I improve? And number seven, are you having a summer camp? 
So those are some basic questions. And I would consider all of these tips that I just went over in items um, as a first layer. Okay, so um, the it, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper each time you meet with them. And so that's what we try to instill here at JH Consulting is those deeper layers of questions that make you just as marketable to them as they are trying to market their school to you. So it goes both ways. And it's super important that you realize that, um, that, you know, you need to prep for every single um, conversation that you are going to have and that you need to realize that in the end, two or three schools could match up to all feel very good emotionally and then you have to make a final decision. So you definitely want um, to come away with your own checklist so that when you get through this recruiting process, you could figure out through all these different conversations and experiences with them, um, which school is going to be the right fit for you. I mean, it's four years of your life with maybe even five. And um, nothing will be perfect. There is no perfect place. But you want to come away feeling like um, the things that are important to you, you can check off on your list or or say, yeah, it's not going to work. Um, so that in the end, you can make the best decision, decision possible. All right. So as I end today, I just want to remind you, you can go to jhicksconsulting.com and you can find two of my guidebooks, Gymnastics Gold Guide and College Campus Guidebook, which is really, one's really good for setting goals for college. The other is really great for when you go to college summer camps to know what to look for. It's another checkoff list of deeper level things that are really important to every athlete, I think, at each college. Um, and also, I want this podcast to be uh, so inspiring and informative to not only my JH girls and parents and new families. Uh, so please send me what topics you want me to talk about. I'm going to be interviewing people, past athletes, past parents who've gone through the process. We're going to really spice this up to make it fun and insightful, but also uh, I want your questions here. So uh, you can email me at jill at jh consulting.com any questions or ideas or um, topics that you would love for me to to put on these podcasts and I just want to thank you so much I feel like it's such an honor to be able to speak into your lives I know you're busy and I want this to be you know a podcast where you can come and feel like the quality uh, is there of information that you're going to need uh, for your your kids who are going through the recruiting process because nobody wants um, our own children to be at programs that aren't the right fit, right? So this is really for you to have a peace of mind and to bring take away the overwhelmingness of the recruiting process and to make it smoother and build confidence into every athlete. All right, thanks again for joining me here at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. 
If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.